Horse Karen attacks me because I disturbed her horse's relaxation time. Here's what happened. Subscribe to Am I the Jerk on YouTube and hit the bell for notifications. This isn't really much of an entitled parent and more of an entitled pet parent, which I found to be almost worse than regular entitled parents. So I have a barn and there's plenty of space, so some people board their horses at my barn. Anyway, I was out there one day with my horse and wanted to ride in the indoor arena because it was super hot out and the dusty outdoor arena didn't sound very pleasant at the time. Besides, there were already people riding around outside. I went in the barn to tack up my horse and all was going well until I got my saddle out and was cinching it up. One of the boarders approached me. For our cast today, we have me, the entitled pet mom, and the nice boarder. Entitled pet mom. Can you please take your horse outside? My horse is relaxing right now and he doesn't like other horses. Me. What do you mean? I look up and see her horse is loose in the arena, rolling around in the dirt and whatnot. Honestly, just being a horse. Well, I rode him earlier and he needs to relax. Ma'am, on the rule board, it says horses can't be loose in the barn when there's other riders in the area. There's a round pen for that. We usually use the round pen for warming horses up or training foals, but it's way too small to ride in, which is why we let people let their horses loose in there. But it's so hot outside and my poor baby can't handle that. Besides, everyone else is riding outside. Well, I don't allow horses to be on the loose in the indoor arena, so I'd like you to either put your horse away or move it to the round pen. I don't make exceptions. Absolutely not. It's 90 degrees outside and my baby can't handle that. Miss, it's just as hot in here as it is out there in the shade. Please move your horse. I would like to ride my horse in my barn that I own. Why can't you ride outside? Because it's 90 degrees out and my poor baby can't handle that. It's my barn and I would like to ride here while following the rules. So please, if you don't move your horse, I'm going to have to do it for you. I honestly don't know what set her off, but she got all flustered and started ripping the tack off my horse. I pay to ride here. I can do what I want with my baby. Ma'am, please don't. That tack is expensive. Not unless you let my horse relax in here where it's cool. I love horses as much as anybody, but it's just a horse, and they don't care if they're inside or outside. Now please, move your horse. No, it's too hot out there. It's abuse. It's abuse. It's too hot. You have to take your horse outside now. I pay to be here, and I can do what I want. At this point, I'm really pissed off, so I retack my horse, tie her up out front, grab a halter, and go in to take her horse out of the barn. She was super mad and tried to hit me, but there were other people in there who were just finished riding. This lady's taking my horse! The nice boarder. She owns the place. She's not taking your horse. I could hear your banter from outside. They held her back while I moved her horse back to its stall. I handed her a new rules pamphlet and told her I expected her to have found a new barn by the end of the month. I honestly don't care I lost a client. She was a jerk, and I don't want that environment in my barn. How are you going to have that sense of entitlement on someone else's property? Surely you've sat down and met with the owner considering you're boarding your horse in her barn. I doubt this is the kind of thing where you wouldn't have met before. I really don't see what the big deal is. The owner made the point of it's just the same temperature outside in the shade. But where you are, you can't currently just have your horse loose. At the end of the day, it's for the safety of everyone, including you and your horse. Just follow the rules. Everyone else is able to do it.
I took a conference call while I was duck hunting. This took place maybe in 2008 or so, but was the mid-2000s for sure. I was a manager, but had arranged time off to go duck hunting with friends. The day before I was to leave, I was pulled into a meeting due to an emergency and there would be a war room conference with other offices the day after. I had nothing to contribute nor deliver for this meeting. It was merely higher pay grade than me folks hashing out a problem and then issuing directives. I said no, I'm not canceling a trip I planned for over a year with friends I hadn't seen in an incredibly long time to sit and listen to people argue. I got different replies from my manager and his manager. By different, I mean my manager was pleading. His manager basically said, show up or you're fired. I said, fine, I'll be on the conference call. Turns out where we were hunting, I had cell signal. So I called in. During the meeting, my manager's manager called on me specifically to contribute. I figured he was making a point. I was talking and said, hang on a sec. And my friends and I started shooting. It was quick. There was four of us. Two 12-gauge shots each. I went back on to finish talking. I was asked, was there shooting? I said, yep, I'm duck hunting. Our regional VP asked, why are you on the call if you were off hunting? My reply was, I was told it's mandatory or I'm fired. My manager's manager began backpedaling and started saying I was a team player and knew the benefit, etc. Basically, that jerk was told, we'll take this offline. I took the weekly nationwide manager's call from the hot tub once. The VP asked, why do I hear water? I fessed up, and he asked if I thought it was appropriate. I reminded him that I traveled 90% of the time, and when I had a chance to be home and relax, I was going to take it. He conceded the point and asked if I had any other input for the meeting. I suggested not having the weekly calls on Friday afternoons would be better for everyone involved. We moved the calls to Tuesdays. I wasn't trying to be a jerk. I'm just making a point. This isn't something I've ever had to deal with, but I know it's a thing where everyone wants to have this big conference call and half the people don't even really know why they're there. It's kind of just wasting everyone's time, especially when you work hard and finally have a day off. You don't want to have to be sitting there dealing with that. And considering he'd spent a year planning this hunting trip with friends that he hadn't seen in a long time, I'm sure the manager can acknowledge that he isn't really necessary for this meeting and they can fill him in later. A lot of the times it really just feels like a power move. To say something like, oh, you'll be there or you're fired, is really nothing more than just trying to flex. They know that there's no need for you to be there. They just want to make you miserable and show you that they can do it. The on-call technician gets mad at me for calling him when he's on call and gets fired as a result. I work tech support, and despite almost doubling my rates for new clients, and that rate was not bargain basement either to begin with, the work keeps on coming in. I know this wave isn't going to last forever, so I'm taking full advantage of the shortage in the labor market while I can do so. This means an average work week for me is around 70 to 80 hours. But again, I'm getting paid by the hour, so I don't really care. It's pretty much sleep, eat, work, repeat. I'm starting to feel like Scrooge McDuck and his money bin with the good times rolling. I just need to make sure to put enough away, so when the bottom falls out of this labor market and the leads dry up, I've got enough to lean on for a while. Anyway, here's a quick one that I just experienced. Enjoy. Here's the scene. Hey, IT guy, when can you get that new server we were talking about? The manager screamed over at me while I was tending to a network issue across the cubicle farm. Yeah, it's gonna be some time here. 
I say, looking at him, annoyed. Well, I need it up by the weekend if possible. Feel free to do any of the work at night if that helps. Actually, it does. I might have some time this weekend. Who's my technical contact after hours? Great, we really need that by Monday. If you have any hang-ups, just ping the on-call tech. They're usually around on the weekends anyhow. Saturday night. I remember when I used to have a social life and hated it when the job took me for weekend work. But that seems like ancient history now. Now, a Saturday night is just like any other evening. This one, though, I was about four cups of coffee in and new sleep was not in the cards. So over to my client's office I go to finally tackle that server I'd been promising him. Should be about a four to five hour job to get it into production. Nothing special here. Just decommission the old one, restore a backup, optimize some stuff, and boom, I should be done. Home by midnight. Client will be happy, and I'll get a few more hours to build this week. First things first, I show up and go to the location where the server was supposed to be. It's just gone. I look around in all the usual places. Nothing. I check the not-so-typical places where some of the house guys will put stuff. Nothing. Hmm. Stumped, but not wanting to go home, I remember there is an on-call tech. I look through my email and see the announcement about who it is this weekend and give his number a call. It rings through to voicemail. It sounds like a personal phone number, so I leave a message. Callback time says one hour or less in the protocol. So I hunker down, doing some odd tasks while waiting for the return call. An hour later, I don't have a call, so I ring the number again. Once more through to voicemail, I leave another message asking if this is not the right person to please let me know. But I have a job that needs to be finished tonight, so give me a call back ASAP. I went to the bathroom and left my cell phone on a desk. When I come back, there are five missed calls. Thinking something is wrong, I page through the call logs to see it's the same number five times in a row in about seven minutes. Hmm. So I give it a call back, thinking it might be the on-call tech. First thing out of the mouth of the guy who answers, How did you get this number? Um, I was taken aback. You called me five times in a row just now. No, I didn't. Put me on your do not call list. Hey, look, you called me. I figured it might be a return call for X company. I'm a contractor doing some work tonight. You can't just go calling people in the middle of the night because you want to work. Um, according to the office email, you're the on-call tech. I told my boss I don't want to do call anymore. Well, tell that to the office admin who put down your name. The guy is clearly really annoyed, and this is a new client. I don't want to get a bad reputation, so I just try to make nice. But he would have none of it. New contractors are all the same. Blah, 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 as he dumped on contractors for five minutes. Look, man, I just need to know where the server might be. Someone moved it today, and I would really like to just get it up tonight. This isn't why we have an on-call person on the weekends. It's for emergencies only, and you wanting to work ungodly hours on a Saturday night is not my emergency. At this point, I just want an exit strategy. Uh, Okay, I got it. I'll just let my contact know that we couldn't locate the machine and see what he wants to do on Monday. Got that right, bud. Don't call me again unless there's an actual emergency. Click. As a consultant, I know it's best to keep everything in writing, if at all possible. So I start an email to my contact who's the site manager. Hey, manager guy, I was at X company just now to get that server deployed and the physical machine is missing. I contacted the on-call tech. If you remember, you told me to reach out to them with any problems to see if they had any insight into its location. Unfortunately, the interaction I had with him was less than positive, and I don't think I'll be able to locate the server to get it up by this weekend. 
We'll talk on Monday. Sincerely, IT Guy. I figured that was about as diplomatic as I could put it, even though I was mildly annoyed to have wasted at least two to three hours that night with all this drama. I didn't hear back for the rest of the weekend, but figured he might just be waiting until he saw me Monday morning. Turns out the site manager didn't email me because he was livid at the on-call tech. He and that guy had a history of duking it out over on-call assignments and other office-related politics. Apparently, it was fireworks galore. But unfortunately, I got there about 15 minutes after a few tables got flipped and the police had to be called. And also, apparently everyone hated this guy for a long time. I wouldn't know why. Word got out that the tech was sacked mostly because I complained about him. Now I have people coming up to me thanking me profusely for getting rid of the guy like I actually fired him. It was an odd way to curry favor with a new client, but hey, if it gets me more work, I'll take it. Also, the random people treating me like some sort of hero seeking me out to say thank you IT guy is icing on the cake. Apparently, I did everyone a favor just by calling that jerk. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I do feel bad for our original poster for just getting caught up in the middle of all of this. Like, they're just doing their job, as they were told to do it. They called the number that they were supposed to call if there was a problem. You can't really turn around and yell at the guy for that. He said, your number is the one they gave me. It's up to you to follow up with your office and make sure that that is not an option if you really don't want to be called. But it seems like there's already been some history of this anyway. So this, I guess, is just what it all had to come to. It is a shame that our poster didn't get to witness the climax of this story. But at least no one in that office has to deal with that guy again. It really sounds like he had some anger issues. My entitled sister demands I take her children to Disneyland with me and my girlfriend, despite knowing it's a secret proposal trip. So I, 31-year-old female, and my girlfriend, 32-year-old female, are planning a trip to Disneyland Paris. It's not as big as, say, Florida, but it's closer to us. It's also both of our first time going. And as my girlfriend is obsessed with Disney, it's where I'm planning to propose to her to make it more special. My sister knows I'm proposing, as she helped me pick out the ring. And she was very supportive, until she found out where I was planning to propose. She doesn't approve of it since we're not kids, and has stated that as we're not children, it's weird. And how if I wanted to go there, I should take her kids who are 10 and 6. I love my niece and nephew, but this is a special trip for me and my girlfriend. I explained this to my sister, and I thought she understood. But the next time I was over seeing her kids, they were upset, since she had told them about the Disney trip, and they couldn't understand why I wouldn't take them. I tried to console them, but I felt very put on the spot and upset by this. I ended up leaving not long after, and my sister keeps badgering me to take their kids since they're now so upset. The worst part is my girlfriend is starting to feel guilty and wondering if we should just take the kids with us. I can't believe what a jerk she's being. This is a really manipulative move from your sister. As you said, this is supposed to be a very special trip for you and your girlfriend. Of course you don't want to be worrying about your niece and nephew while you're there. 
You're doing everything you can to try and make this proposal special, and she's just trying to wedge her kids in along the way. Obviously, that's not going to fit into your plan. It's just completely inconsiderate. I told my sister she needs to pay for childcare or I'm not going to her wedding. I'm a 25-year-old female. My sister, who's 28, is having her wedding in a couple of months. She recently sent out invitations. I was invited as a regular guest, not a bridesmaid or maid of honor since we live a state apart and obviously there's a certain level of involvement and time that goes into being part of a bridal party, which I understand. I want to be there for my sister, and obviously I'd like to see her get married. But the problem is, I'm a single mom. My son is six, and when he's not at school, I need to be home watching him. So being out for hours at a time isn't really in the cards for me right now. My sister's wedding is child-free. Since it's taking place in her state, I'd need to commute, and I'd probably have to be gone from my house for two full days. I can't have family watch my son since they'll all be at the wedding, and I don't really have friends who will babysit for two days. I contacted my sister and asked if she'd be willing to let my son come to the wedding with me, and explained he couldn't be left alone so young and that I didn't have anyone to watch him. She responded by telling me her no-children policy was strict, and she wouldn't make exceptions. I explained my situation again, and said I'd need some form of childcare or to bring him with me. I then asked her if she would send me money to hire a nanny or babysitter to watch him. She got offended and said, children and weddings are both parts of life, and that I just need to figure it out, it's my kid and my problem. Which, sure, that's true, but also, her wedding. Her making it a problem by not allowing me to bring my kid. I told her she could either pay for my child's care or I wouldn't be going to her wedding. All she did was call me ridiculous and entitled. She said that she shouldn't have to pay for my child and that part of being an adult is knowing how to take care of that kind of thing. I think that's ridiculous. Money is tight. Child care is expensive. I can't magically afford for someone to watch my six-year-old. And most people would just let me bring him to the wedding. My sister says that she's definitely not paying for childcare and that she guesses I'm not going to the wedding then. My whole family is mad at me for not being there for my sister. I'm not trying to force my sister to pay for anything, and it's totally fine if I can't come. She accepts that, and I just don't go. It only became a problem when my entire family came after me for not going to the wedding. I'm not mad at my sister for not paying. I'm mad at her for turning the family against me and saying that I don't want to come to the wedding and complaining about me behind my back to my parents. She complained about me not going to the wedding as if I was purposely avoiding it. So, am I the jerk? With that last bit of clarification, I really do think it cleared a lot of the original post up. Because, yes, I understand that childcare is expensive. But I also understand not wanting to have kids at the wedding. Because if you let one kid come, then all of a sudden everyone else wants to bring their kids as well. Now you have to plan for a whole bunch of kids at the wedding, and that can lead to more complications and a lot more expenses on the people who are actually paying for the wedding. And since they're dropping a lot of money on the wedding, to have to now pay for someone else's babysitter is just an added expense that they probably don't want to deal with. So I really do understand where everyone is coming from here. But I agree with our original poster. 
that the family shouldn't have been turned on her. I don't think our original poster is a jerk for not going. They're accepting the unfortunate situation as it is. It seems as though it's the bride who's putting this extra pressure on the whole situation. I get wanting to have your sister at your wedding, but you're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place right now. The options for solutions here are limited. They were given and you weren't happy with those options. There's nothing else that our poster can do. I'm heavily pregnant and my fiance wants to go to his niece's graduation, but I don't want him to. So I'm currently 34 weeks pregnant with our first baby. My fiance's niece has her college graduation ceremony coming up in a couple of weeks. She invited both of us, but I said I can't really go in my condition. It's a few hours drive away, so we would have to stay overnight at least. My fiance is saying that he needs to go even if I don't, to support her because she asked us. I said we can send her a gift, but it's better if he stays with me since I'm near the end of the pregnancy. We've been going back and forth and arguing on this, and he said I wasn't being understanding. Am I the jerk? Ugh, this is a tough one. I understand that your fiancé wants to be there to support his niece. I imagine they have a really good relationship if he really wants to be there this bad. But it's just unfortunate timing that, yes, you're going to be very far along in your pregnancy by that point. I understand that you're going to want him around to help you feel more comfortable and to be there to take care of you. God forbid you go into labor while he's gone. I would say just have someone else from the family video call you guys and you guys can watch with them that way. But yes, I do think he needs to be there for you. It's two big points for two important people in his life. But your pregnant wife is going to have to take precedence here. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, give Am I the Genius a shot, linked in the description as well. Either way, thanks a lot for watching and we'll see you guys next time.